And now back to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz with your hosts, Bill Holfeld and Joe Maniscalco. Welcome back to Labor Press's Blue Collar Buzz here on AM 970 The Answer. I'm your host, Joe Maniscalco, senior editor at laborpress.org. And with me in the studio is Bob Henley from The Chief Leader. Bob, thanks for uh, co-hosting with me. My pleasure. And uh, Bob, we're going to talk about uh, the issue that uh, Local 78 is having. They're, they're the guys that uh, do a lot of the asbestos uh, removal in the city. And we have uh, the business manager, Johan Garcia, here to talk about the air monitoring issues and, and how working people are being put in, in, in danger. Johan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us on the show. I mean, I was just elected as a business manager. Our elections were actually ju- uh, June 2nd, so I'm the brand new elected ma- business manager for our union. And there's a lot of issues out there, but mostly on the air monitor side, I mean, they're good guys. I'm not gonna get wrong with them on that part, but they've been forced. In reality, they've been forced a lot of times to actually give misjudges of information out there. Uh, I'm gonna give you a good example. A couple of months ago, Gramercy Park, 18 air monitor and project manager actually got arrested by giving false statements on asbestos environmental cleaning jobs. And if you're taking a look, uh, let's take a look actually at NYSHA right now. There's actually a couple of violations because of them. So the only thing that we're asking the DEP or the DOL or the United States government to see how we could actually help them out to be more strict and more enforced. So Jan, before we go any further, just tell everybody what the air monitors do and what they're responsible for. They are responsible for air maintenance in the work area. So they're responsible just to make sure for us to have a breathing level that are we to know for us what kind of uh, protective equipment we're gonna use. So let's say there's some levels that we're gonna need a half phase. We're gonna we're gonna work inside the work area with a half phase. If the levels are so high, we're gonna go inside with a full phase. They also gotta make sure that the level outside is also clean. That whatever the work area goes through a system system of filters and whatever is being filtered through the outside is completely clean air. So they have to monitor the inside, they have to monitor the outside, and they have to make sure that any civilian outside uh, is on a clean is on a clean side. So this is potentially a life and death determination though in terms of the power they have in terms of deciding to what degree remediation has occurred and to what degree additional remediation needs to occur. Of course, I mean, the, the reality of life is uh, all asbestos workers that do the asbestos removal in New York City or New Jersey or in any other state, we know that once we start doing, doing this job, we know we're gonna get cancer at one point or another because no matter what, whatever fibers, whatever mass we use, uh, we know we're, gonna, we're still gonna get fiber, uh, fibers in our lungs. That's for a fact, that's for sure. Even myself, I got, I got lower side of my left lung lining on my lungs already, so that's the beginning of mesothelioma. I got two holes on my lungs on it. I knew the risk once I was doing actually this job, but the money pays good, that's why we started doing it. I mean, we do sometimes a lot of for money, but the safety on it has lowered, has lowered the standards a lot, and this is why I ran for business manager position. So yeah, talk about who the air monitors are. The air monitors are, are the ones that actually they inspect our work areas. They inspect that the supervisor is doing a proper job. They inspect that all all systems in the work area is actually safe. So they're a check on management. They're Basically, a critical yes. check on management. Yes, they but are. Who, where do they come from and who employs them? They are actually hired by a third-party contractor. You usually have an asbestos contractor, and then you have the third-party, the air monitors, that are actually hired by either the owner, building owner. But the reality of life is this. Some companies are so much associated with one another 
the, let's say you're their modern company, you want to go investigate on a job, you call the companies that you know that you've been working with them, and you start working together, which actually is a critical... Uh, we can call it a daisy chain, <laughs> an arrangement, <laughs> an understanding. And I guess um, what I wanted to ask you about, though, is that th there's an incentive, if you will, uh, on behalf of these monitors not to make too much of a headache or too much trouble for the company, right? So that's that's the tension here. Basically, yes, you're 100%, right? I mean, even in New Jersey or New York, I mean, we know that uh, there's actually some owners of companies and they have, let's say, their nephews, their son, opening an air monitoring company, so they're working hand on hand. Or sometimes they're just, we've been working for years together that he's gonna do a project and you're gonna be the air monitor. And so you go from job to job to job to job. So you're gonna have a connection like that, that Basically, his job is just to make money. He's going to help you out to make money. And both of you guys are making money, but you're not caring about the public. And is this workforce also kind of temporary? And it's not, it doesn't sound like it's very well trained from what you were saying before we came on the air. It is not. Basically, it is not. You could actually make a course for 32 hours, 40 hours. Sometimes they do even a course for 16 hours. And, but the responsibility is so much a high stake that... We got to do something about it because believe it or not, even in Long Island, you got college kids doing this type of job. And don't mind me, I want my college kid to get a part-time job and everything, but there's so much responsibility on that that you, you're talking about people's lives. You're talking about maybe not immediate danger at the same moment right now, but you know that some someday, somehow, they're going to start getting sick. So, Johan, can you can talk about some, some remedies, some solutions? What what should we be, be pursuing to try to fix this? Well, we've been having a lot of talks with the air monitors. They want to have some legal representation uh, on it, too, because actually there's a lot of them that are getting paid from either $13 an hour to $15 an hour. They're getting paid ten ninety nine, And a lot of these meetings that we're having with them, they say, Johan, don't get me wrong, but at $13 an hour, do you think actually think sometimes that we're going to care what's going on inside the job site? No. <laughs> so they might make a potential organizing job. Basically, yes. Yeah, outstanding. Outstanding. That's, how you grow so the that's the way we're going to do it. I mean, they're already sitting down with us. They, wanna, they want somebody to represent them because they're saying, if we make at least $15 an hour, we get, uh, we're paying taxes and we get a little bit of something, trust me, we're going to be more responsible on any other job site. But the reality of life is you have those cassettes that they use. They're so easy to be manipulated. They're so easy to actually throw an out, put a brand new cassette, send it to a lab. And even if the OSHA samples, if you actually do an OPRA request on OSHA results for any environmental job for the past 10 years, you will have them clean. There's actually not a real uh, OSHA cassette being done properly. <laughs> Bob, I don't know about you, but I I'm fuming. This this is outrageous because, Johan, saying that, oh, we know the risk and we accept it, that doesn't cover it. Well, and that, also we know outrageous. that the contractors are getting top dollar because the public understands the risk. But then what you're telling us is they're cutting corners that, one, puts the public at risk long term and the workforce. On our union contractors, they're always fighting against the non-union guys. They're always trying to do the right thing. It's hard because the workers are working harder and harder and harder. On the uh, public sector is actually being very, very nice on it. On the private sector, we've been seeing like uh, job sites that we've been visiting. We've seen uh, basically just breaking the asbestos from the top of the roof. Actually, if you take a look on Google and YouTube, you're gonna see a video, Domino, uh, Domino Sugar in Brooklyn. One of the guys just breaking the asbestos while you have a pair of a couple just walking their baby down, down, uh, down in the road. 
And believe it or not, DEP considered that this video, oh, I'm sorry, we were not there. That's why we couldn't give them a violation. We have to be there present. And this is one of the things. A video can prove uh, any type of crime, but does not prove an environmental crime. They have to see a personal in order for them to give them a ticket. Let me ask you, are you saying also there's been some concern from other unions that in the current climate in Washington, we're not seeing the support for OSHA and, and these kinds of things. Is that is that also an ongoing concern? Of course. Concern? I mean, OSHA needs to be, we need to help OSHA. We need more inspectors and of they OSHA. they need to be physically present. Exactly. We need to help OSHA no matter what. I mean, they we, they need the help, and we got to help them out. If the more inspectors we have out there, the more companies are going to catch them doing something illegal. And we need to help them. Even the same thing with DEP. We need to help DEP, and we need to help the OL on that part. I mean, unfortunately, maybe they're understaffed. That sometimes that could happen with the state because I know sometimes the state had to cut the budgets on that part. So we need to help these agencies no matter what. We need to somehow help them so that way they could do a, a, a better job, improve their job, and to actually go day in, day out, and at night. I mean, if you make a complaint from DEP, I know there's a certain amount of hours that they got to get to a job site, and we got to help them. I don't know how. Not, I don't know. I don't know how yet. But we gotta help them in order for them to be more responsible. If we make a complaint or anybody makes an environmental complaint on anything, maybe they could get an hour and a half time relay to get actually get to the job site. But usually, right now, it takes from three hours to four hours. And wow. if you call after five o'clock, you have to wait until the next morning to actually make a complaint. So, Yoan, you're sounding an alarm about the scandal right now, but. Uh, I know that you've been talking about this before. What kind of political support? I mean, who are you working with it to get this fixed? I mean, right now, like I said, we're just in transitional power. Right now, we're working. We have our we have our programs with PAC and Lizard. Uh We are actually going to start sitting down to actually make a game plan because the meetings that we're having right now with the air monitors is that they they're asking for help. They're screaming for help, and they're saying, "Help us get a better representation out there." We want to be also part of you guys, but we want to have the back that if somebody's doing illegal or the owner of a company is telling us to do something illegal, we're going to have somebody that we could say, no, I'm not doing this. You know, this is this is my job. I'm going to make it respectfully the way it's supposed to be. And this is what these guys are asking. Yo, help us out because at $13 an hour, $10.99, I'm a subcontractor. What do you expect from me then? Right. I mean, it, it, this is heinous. Um, unfortunately, we have to wrap up now. But like you said, Johan, this is this is not like a you know a taxi worker who's who's, dri- who's driven to suicide. This is going to take years to 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 show up. But it's gonna it's gonna show up down the line. It has gonna, consequences. A lot of people are gonna are gonna lose their lives because of what's happening now. Actually, right now it's the latency period. Believe it or not, latency period right now is kicking in for all our members. Uh, believe it or not, every two every. Two people every week. I mean, two people every week. We're having them uh, calling us already. With stage four cancer, uh, stage three cancer, and you're talking actually even believe it or not, the wives and the kids that are actually getting affected by lungs or anything like that. Because remember, traditionally us guys we don't do the laundry, but <laughs> you know the yeah. wives and the kids are sometimes getting affected. By so there's Johan. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. We, we have to yeah, leave yeah. it there. We ran out of time. We were speaking to Johan Garcia. Thank you. Local 78. Uh, huge problem. The people and the public, the workers and the public, are being exposed to asbestos. Uh, any elected officials out there, get on this, and uh, make sure you come back after these messages for more blue collar buzz here at AM 970. The answer. You're listening to Labor Press on AM 970, The Answer.